With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. It's the Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel. The sports calendar is packed. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. So many sports right now. NBA, College Hoops, March Madness, PGA Tour. App is safe, secure, easy to use. They've got exclusive offers, boosts, all that stuff this month on FanDuel. And when you win, you get paid fast. So jump into the action. They have live betting. You can combine multiple bets, same game and a same game parlay. Try out same game parlay plus. Start making every moment more and download the FanDuel app today. 21 plus in select states. FanDuel's offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342, Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT indiana 1-800-522-4700 visit ksgamblinghelp.com kansas 1-877-770-STOP louisiana call 1-800-327-5050 or visit www.ma underscore helpline.org slash problem gambling visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org maryland 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369-NEW-YORK 1-800-522-4700-WYOMING or visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the Wednesday morning podcast. Mike Silver, like Aaron Rodgers, he went to Cal... Highly connected NFL reporter, all things Niners, Aaron Rodgers, some Raiders talk, Darren Waller to the Giants, a nice pickup for uh, New York. Let me start with this. Since the Super Bowl, I have talked to three, two in person, one on the phone, FaceTime, three different Green Bay Packers. So all respect Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, When you play with Aaron and you're a teammate of Aaron, Aaron's going to do things that Aaron wants to do, and he's rarely going to let you in on it. So I was talking to another Green Bay Packer yesterday, and he he has no animosity toward Aaron. Played with him for a while, not one of his guys. And the takeaway is on the list with the New York Jets, it's not necessarily Aaron Rodgers' feeding a reporter Aaron is saying the list is suspect it's it's he, that this has been a real trend of Aaron Rodgers nobody's connected to him nobody knows anything so Trey Wingo said it's done it wasn't he ripped Schefter and Ian Rappaport Diana Rossini he's telling people that she doesn't know what she's talking about the list is suspect nobody just makes stuff up now I will say different people can speak on Aaron's behalf. Nathaniel Hackett could tell a reporter something, and uh, they take that as gospel, you know, from Aaron Rodgers' worldview. So something I have sourced from people who have seen or been with Aaron over the last month, month and a half since the Super Bowl, he's pretty chill on it. He's doing his thing. He's got 
multiple events he's scheduled personally throughout the summer, probably not going to be available for OTA. What happens, happens. He is capable of walking away. Um, Pat McAfee mentioned he wouldn't be shocked if he did walk away. I don't think he will, but I think he's capable of it. He's not obsessed with football. Clearly, you can see by his semi-committed off-seasons. But Aaron's not that close to that many teammates. He wasn't that close with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams left. You know, he didn't have a great relationship or any relationship with the young wide receivers. Alan Lazard has signed with the Jets. That's a comfort signing. I'm sure Aaron, over the course of the weekend in Malibu, talking to the Jets, said, you know, there's a couple of guys I really like. Mercedes Lewis, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. You know, I think that's a reasonable assumption. And they went out and got Alan Lazard. Do I think the Jets would acquire Alan Lazard if they weren't seeking Aaron Rodgers? No. He's a big body. They got Corey Davis. No, I don't. Do I think they'd bring in Nathaniel Hackett after bombing in Denver as their first choice if they weren't interested in Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't think they would. Um, and I've said this with Aaron. I don't think they're going to ever win a Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to win their division with Aaron Rodgers. If you go back to his history, his first year of doing anything, starting he was 6-10. and 10. First year with Lafleur and Hackett, he had a mid to high 90s passer rating at the time, third lowest of his career. I do think he makes the Jets better, but Aaron is manipulative. Not just in this instance, it's with the media. It's kind of downgrading anybody's information unless it's directly from him. But Aaron also gives off the vibe that he doesn't really care and he's really chill, but shit pisses him off privately. How do I know that? Because I was told that twice yesterday. <laughs> so if I was Aaron, I'd stay with Green Bay. My guess is, has always been 51% Packers over the Jets. But by signing Alan Lazard, I think the Jets are doing everything possible to get Aaron. But I don't think they have an answer yet. I don't. And I think Hackett was step one. Alan Lazard is step two. Uh, you know, maybe we'll hear something on David Bakhtiari. But, you know, this idea that nobody's connected to Aaron and nobody knows anything. Aaron's got plenty of players, people I know that he shows his disdain on a regular basis. He hears the media. He was not happy, I'm told, with the list. Said it was BS. I just don't believe Diana Rossini completely made it up. I, I Why would she do that? She's got a nice career. Um, why would you just throw out a haymaker that's totally, absolutely inaccurate unless you had some uh, feelers on it and some legitimate sources? So I do know that Nathaniel Hackett is a huge fan and friend of Mercedes Lewis. That I know. So I know Hackett and not Aaron Rodgers necessarily. He would go to Robert Saul and say, get me Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis uh, is affordable, smart, good locker room guy, tremendous blocker. So I think Hackett could have easily been the one that initiated the Mercedes Lewis conversation with the Jets. That's what I believe to be true. Let's talk to Mike Silver. With the NFL season over, all eyes in the sporting world turn to everything from the NBA to college hoops to the NHL. Plenty of games to watch, or even better, plenty of games to get out of the house and actually go to. That's why the best way to get your hands on tickets when you want to go to one of these games, check out Game Time, fastest growing ticket app in the U.S., Game Time. Offer amazing last-minute deals on tickets to your best favorite NBA, hockey, NCAA teams. Top of that, 
They sell last-minute concert and comedy show tickets, too. Download the Game Time app. Download it. Redeem code is Colin. 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the app. Enter the code Colin. C-O-L-I-N. 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right, we bring in host of Open Mic, Mike Silver. He is he is a story-breaking maven, is what he is. And uh, it is not lost on us that the Niners are always working and Aaron Rodgers is always manipulating. <laughs> so I, I talked to, um, since the Super Bowl, I've talked to three different Packers. And uh, two in person and one FaceTime. And... You know, they've, they were, you can respect a coworker. It doesn't mean you're boys. Um, and, and there is a sense with Aaron. Um, Bill Simmons and I got into this discussion once that when you're, you know, you and I are married, you and I have kids, our life is a series of sacrifices, right? When you're single, rich, no kids, no pets, it's not. So Aaron's kind of the sun in his galaxy, right? And, this is not saying he's inconsiderate or uh, thoughtless. That's not what I'm saying. But he can be at times a bit manipulative and very Aaron-centric. And I think in this situation, there are teammates in Green Bay that I've I've been told that feel like, bro, I don't want my names on lists. I don't want my names in reports. I just want an answer. I do think there are p- people that are close with Aaron at times can get discouraged with him is that fair well i just i look at it as such a longer uh thing and remember the infamous summer of Favre and Favre in 2008 i was at yahoo at the time and spent a bunch of days uh planned on going to green bay for a couple of days stayed for about five as the saga played out and um and he became the guy and ultimately uh became what will now be a, a sure first ballot Hall of Famer and a four-time MVP. And throughout much of that time, I've been a person who believes very vocally that that organization hadn't aggressively gone after it the way they should with a quarterback that special. Um, and, you know, they have a philosophy that dates back, you know, before this regime, Ted Thompson, and Ron Wolf and all that. But I used to say, look, it's easy to say we're just going to sit back, be passive, and build through the draft when we have a transcendent quarterback, by the way, for the second time in a row, who will cover up a lot of our ills. And I think they've underachieved organizationally by not doing that. They kind of started to try to do that toward the end. They had their run. It didn't work out. In 2019, they lost badly on the road in the NFC Championship game. In 2020, they hosted with no fans and lost to Tom Brady and the Bucks, a team that had loaded up. And in 2021, they lost at home to the Niners in a game that neither team could really score, but a block punt decided it. And I think they know the window's over. So it makes sense for them to want it to end now. And I think if they had a time machine they'd go back a year. It makes sense for Aaron, given the way that context has changed, 
to want to leave. And I understand why people on the outside get frustrated when it seems to make that much sense, why it isn't just happening. And it is a little complicated. And maybe Aaron is exerting leverage right now or just sincerely trying to figure out what he wants. But it seems to me that the math adds up to Jets desperately want him. He knows Green Bay that that time is kind of past. Packers just want to move forward knowing that they missed their window, not like, ha, we're going to win the Super Bowl now with Jordan Love. I think they know on some level. And they need to get the contract off the book. So when you put all that together, I see why people on the outside say, let's just do this now. Um, what did you make of the list? Aaron has told some friends it's um, BS. I, I I tend to defend all reporters, Mike Silver, Diana Russini. I've never worked with anybody who makes stuff up. Now, I do know Hackett is close with Mercedes Lewis. The name Mercedes Lewis could have shown up on that list from Hackett. I know that because I know Hackett. I know Mercedes well, and Hackett and he have a good relationship. Uh, and a lot of people like Nathaniel, whether he's a great coach or not, he's very close to a lot of players. They yeah. really, he's a very engaging, lovely person. Yeah. So the Mercedes name on the list may not have been Aaron Rodgers. Um, but Aaron's saying, you know, the list is nonsense. He'll announce on McAfee tomorrow. You know, he'll probably push back on some of it. What did you make of the list? Well, I don't mind if there's a list, first of all. I could understand why Aaron and especially the Jets would want us to not think there's a list. But I, I'm kind of okay with that, especially someone at this stage of his career who's going for broke. And people could say, oh, he's big a diva. He's trying to be the GM. Yeah. And Tom Brady did at the end. And Peyton Manning did at the end. And they won Super Bowls. And... Uh, if you're that good, you not only are able to do that, but you should. And I'm not saying he's right about Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis at this stage of their career. If that's a comfort thing for him, I think it's a conversation with the team that's trying to get him. Um, Lazard, I don't think that's a that's crazy right. thing a big for receiver. a team to do. If, if you, if you bring him in as your one, you're crazy. If you bring him in as your two, three, yeah. sure, that's fine. Um, I love the Beckham thing. I think it's cool. Like Tom Brady had Antonio Brown living <laughs> in his house. Antonio Brown, who's the biggest nightmare or for an organization to deal with at all, ever, including for Tom, it turned out. So, yeah, go get Odell Beckham if he could play like he played when we last saw him. Yeah, I like that. So I don't hate the list if it's real. And I again, I, I know Diana really well, I'm sure – she has great sourcing on it. I don't mind the list. I understand why if you're the Jets and you're Aaron, you don't want people to think there's a list. It's frustrating for Packer fans because they're like, he didn't seem to be all in last year. He paid him all the money, and then he kind of disappeared. Didn't work with the young receivers. Seemed like he thought he could snap his fingers and turn it on at the very end. Even worse, it worked for four weeks and then lost to the Lions and it ended. But the Jets wouldn't be getting that guy. They'd be getting an aggrieved, highly motivated chip on his shoulder. I'll show you, Aaron Rodgers. And so the Packers aren't trading that guy necessarily, but the Jets are getting that guy, and it is what it is. Listen, um, you know, a lot of these leaks that come out, uh, you can often see 
which direction the leak comes from, right? Like, I don't think Aaron would want that list out. Right. Um, I I surmise today, I said, the Jets are getting frustrated. They released the list. So if he doesn't sign, the New York media will go, well, God, look at the stupid list. Randall Cobb. And, and in my take but that's was, risky because then if he's your guy, he's already he already doesn't trust you. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't talked to Sala today, but I'll bet if Robert Sala had any hair, he would have pulled it out during the the when he first saw on his screen that that list had come out. Uh, that's my my suspicion is the Jets don't want to go into this relationship with any weirdness. And by the way, I've said this before, Colin. I am pro leak. For the record, I just every time we talk yeah. about leaks, I do want to say that pro leak, keep it coming. So um, let's pivot to a couple Niner things. Yeah. So Sam Darnold has a lot of Trey Lance qualities: coachable, big athlete, mobile but not spectacularly fast, not a pretty thrower, not highly accurate, prone to some mistakes, um, but. Good in the room, coachable, big physical athlete for a big physical team and and culture. That's what it felt like to me. It feels like Trey Lance and Darnold are battling for the backup, though. Am I too idealistic on this Brock Purdy thing? I think Kyle Shanahan loves Purdy. I think he does. Yeah, he does. And it was settled. It was over. Purdy was the guy. It was they were good. Two couldn't even Touch his contract for the next two years. Couldn't even renegotiate till two years from now. Cheap deal. Load up around him. Maybe Lance develops and you flip him. Maybe he's your backup. Whatever. It was all good. And then if Brock Purdy had broken his leg in that game, nothing would have changed. Ah, tough break, man. We lost. Brock's the guy. He ripped out an important ligament in his throwing elbow. So, yes, it changed. Um, so what they hope, and obviously based on their behavior so far, what they hope is that six-month timeline is reasonable. And if not, maybe it's seven, maybe it's even eight. But eventually, the guy we get back is going to be the guy we had. He'll be able to throw it like he threw it before, and we're good to go. And if that happens then what you said is absolutely right. But they do have to live in a reality now where it might not be that way. And sometimes there's setbacks. Sometimes there's scar tissue. Sometimes it just never comes back to what it was. I don't think that's likely. I think the likeliest thing is Brock Purdy will be back at some point, you know, not too late in the 2023 season, looking like he did before. But um, you have to hedge. So after last year's entire offseason of Trey's the guy, Trey's the guy, Trey's the guy, and you and I infamously noted during that offseason that it wasn't going super smoothly. In accurately. Accurately, accurately reported it. Yeah, we accurately reported that he wasn't super accurate, that his arm was experiencing fatigue, and that he wasn't consistent. Um, we've since been... Uh, now borne out to be true by including Trey Lance, who is disgusted. But um, so they have to have a, a plan C. I wondered if it would be Matt Ryan, if he'd want to do it. 
given his history with Kyle. I wondered if it would be a Dalton Brissett type of guy. They went a little younger. Um, interesting comparison, Darnold and Lance. Um, the one thing I'll give to Lance is that Darnold is not known for his intelligence. Not I'm not I'm not saying Sam Darnold's not intelligent for the record. I'm just saying he's not known as a quarterback who just you know blows you away with his at the whiteboard. Yeah, right. a whiteboard where Trey they saw something intelligence wise before the draft that got them super, super fired up. So that gives me hope that maybe there's a jump to be made. So I think plan A is Lance is the guy, Darnold's the insurance. Maybe Lance starts a game or two, but Purdy's the guy. Plan B is, man, Purdy's not coming along great, but you know what? Lance stepped up. He's the guy, Darnold's the insurance. Plan C is Trey's not able to do it. He's going to have to be the backup. We'll go with Sam Darnold and figure it out. Plan A minus, as you know, and I will, I don't think it's likely, but you know, John Lynch is going to call Tom Brady in May right. or June and go, Hey, I know you said for good, but it's your hometown team because he's the perfect guy as a hedge against Purdy. If you don't think Purdy, is going to be right next year, but you think he's the guy in the future, you can just right. do one year of Brady and still keep that same plan. Um, it's it's interesting to me that both the Niners and Miami have constructed their 2023 rosters to basically say, we can win now if our quarterback thing works out. In the Niners' case, Purdy's elbow comes back or Lance makes a jump. In the Dolphins' case, Tua doesn't keep getting concussed. But, hey, Tom, wink, wink, we're built to win now. And if you came just for one year, whoa. No, you and I are leaning in the same direction. Um, I mean, that's why the backups, Darnold and Mike White, are not really super viable long-term pieces. They are your classic emergency starter, meaning if Purdy goes out, Brady steps in, nobody questions whether Brady's the guy, right? Right. right. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. And again, so you and I can sit here and say Brady makes a lot of sense. I know they're going to at least try, but are we saying – do we know what Tom Brady's going to want to do? No, he said for good. So I'm, I'm assuming it's for good. I just know that if you were going to go back on that, you got two really attractive situations. One where your kids live and you have a place and one where you grew up and your parents live. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms you put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive 
touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So Jimmy G to the Raiders, you know Jimmy G well. There's a lot of stories that can now be told because you don't have to cover him. (laughs) So I'll throw out what I've been told by the years by people in the building or around the building. He's a guy's guy. There are limitations on his arm. Despite being a pretty big, solid guy, he doesn't have much of a whip. Not terribly fluid, kind of mechanical, but he's a great locker room guy, um, kind of an alpha. Um, could at times not be flaky, but disappear in the offseason. Um, they felt like he relied a lot on God's genetic gift to him. Size, chest, um, confidence. Wasn't a workaholic. Um He's as good as he should be considering his commitment. Okay. Um, So so first of all, I love Jimmy. Like I do. And one reason I love him is because I did write some of that. Uh, Last August or September, I came out with a thing talking about how they have the press conference in 2018 after his five wins. They give him the money. He's the guy. And then they have the big, you know, celebration. And then he leaves and they, don't hear from him again for months. And ghosting them over the offseason was habitual, except for the year they drafted Trey Lance. He was really a 10 of that offseason. So I wondered how that was going to go for me after I wrote that. Next time I saw Jimmy, it was all good. And, uh, you know, that's yet another. I, I do love Jimmy. I think he's awesome. I love his temperament. Yeah. I think he had the best temperament for Kyle Shanahan, who gets really tightly wound and grumpy on game day sometimes not on game day i think it rolled off jimmy well he was super popular um i think his arm i i don't i would I, I wouldn't say anything bad about his arm his release is so good and yeah. i don't think there are five other quarterbacks on earth who really throw it like he does in terms of release and short range ac- short to medium range accuracy like it's it, you know, um, there were a lot of route or plays that were pointed out to me where it, people said it looked like Jimmy did went through his reads and led this guy perfectly. What might have happened here is Jimmy saw it late, but he gets it out so quick and so perfectly that it just looked like that. So yeah. um, I do think his arm is really good. Um, people have talked about his deep balls. I don't know. So anyway, um, is Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks who are not grinders. Um, one of them we suspect in Arizona because they put a clause in his contract about video games. One of them is trying to get a fully guaranteed deal now. 
we should talk about that by all metrics, he deserves relative to Deshaun Watson and he deserves to get paid way more than Daniel Jones, etc. But I think one of the things hurting Lamar is this perception that he's not grinding in terms of off the field. And Jimmy is another guy who has uh, acquired that reputation. And, um, you know, will that change with Josh and Vegas? Probably if you look at how he acted when they drafted Lance, um, yes. And also, look, uh, I love I love Jimmy in 2022. I don't give it F Jimmy, which was liberating. And I told him, you know, in late December when he was hurt, I said, dude, you realize that the most Niner thing ever is going to be for you to somehow come back and play the Super Bowl. Like, it just is. And there was a moment sitting in that stadium at the link early where I'm like, Purdy's out. Josh Johnson's in. Christian McCaffrey just ran through five dudes. They're tied. And I'm like, it's going to happen. Josh Johnson's going to win this game somehow. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come back in two weeks and start the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes. So it didn't get quite that far. But I don't want to discount what he did. He really bailed them out last year. He played at a Pro Bowl level. He got hurt. There was some tension after he got hurt. The way it was explained to me is that, um, you know, Trey Lance, who was hurt, was coming to every meeting and really was engaged with Brock. Jimmy's style was to not show up a lot. Um, Kyle had never specifically said, this is mandatory, get your butt in here. And so he wasn't disobeying anything. It was just a different approach. And it's possible that that's what Jimmy was taught in New England, by the way, that Bill's approach is when you're injured, just, you know, stay out of it. But that if there was any tension at the end, you know, it was a three-year breakup. So, of course, there was tension. But if there was tension at the end, Kyle, I think, was frustrated that Jimmy wasn't hanging around the way Trey was. So I do want to move um, segue into Lamar Jackson. Um, Years ago, Kirk Cousins got a guaranteed contract. It was highly criticized, dubious, too expensive. Um, Minnesota was pretty desperate in a division with Aaron Rodgers. And so they offered it. And Kirk, you know, with a chip on his shoulder, said, I'm going to sign it. However, moving forward, nobody else offered a guaranteed contract, including the significantly more talented Aaron Rodgers. My takeaway has always been, I've seen this since I ran the volume. Uh, I'll make people an offer. I'm not going to offer you something just because I feel an inferior podcast company makes you an egregious offer, right? So Cleveland's a desperate franchise, much more desperate than Minnesota was with Kirk Cousins. I don't believe Baltimore, a highly functional organization, should look at Cleveland and go, well, they set the market. If you're not available on Sunday, I can't give you a fully guaranteed contract, right? You have to, I have to be guaranteed, you know, by and large, Brady showed up every Sunday. Favre showed up. Eli Manning showed up. Daniel Jones shows up. There are guys that get dinged up for a variety of reasons. I love Lamar, but um, I worry that it's now personal because he doesn't have an agent. And when you don't have an agent, it does get personal because you are discussing people who are, if not lamenting, they are discussing your weaknesses and liabilities 
face to face. That's why I have an agent, Mike, so I don't have to deal with these kind of conversations. hundred percent, which is why when you and I renegotiate our deal, we'll use agents and they can do all that crap. Take the uh, arrows for us. Exactly. Um, yeah. So first of all, I believe the Ravens are not shiny organizationally, and I have been as big a fan of that organization publicly as anyone for a long, long time. I think they've botched this too. Um, I have written that they effed around and found out. They were willing to go into the season going, fine, we'll just play it out with Lamar. And does am I saying Lamar intentionally sat out all those games uh, to spite them? No, but he didn't have that feeling that he was taken care of. Um, and his coach came out publicly and was like, Hey, I think he'll be back in a week or two. And which, you know, I don't love if I'm a player with a bad knee and they lost a winnable playoff game potentially, uh, against the Bengals. They didn't have him. Um, so they've botched it too. And if it's personal, maybe it's personal on their end too, but they've botched it. So let's, let's assess a, would it be easier if he had an agent? Yes, it would be easier. Doesn't mean he has to. Doesn't, you know, Roquan Smith doesn't have an agent and they got their thing done. It'd be easier, especially right now, gauging the market, all that. It would be better, I think, for everyone, but you know, that's not my decision. Um, is uh I'm told, Colin, that Lamar's Lamar can't get past. And we've all been there, right, in our careers. Lamar can't get past, I'm better than Deshaun Watson, and I'm not screwing up off the field. Like, And I'm not saying he's wrong. I think he is. And I he think is he, better than – yeah. Totally. Absolutely. He's always been a better thrower than anybody wants to admit. Yeah. So the, so the you know, Gene Hackman's fallen sheriff in Unforgiven says to Clint Eastwood, you know, I don't deserve this, and – you know, Clint says deserves got nothing to do with it. You know, deserves got nothing to do with it. He deserves to get a guaranteed deal more than Deshaun Watson or Kirk Cousins. Yes. Uh, he deserves to get paid more than Daniel Jones, for heaven's sake. For heaven's sake. Daniel Jones. I mean, come on. That's That deal's not going to age well. I'm sorry. But right. as you know, it's all about circumstance and leverage. And... He could have signed after year three, gotten a bunch of money up front, and now be trying to renegotiate from strength. Um, he didn't do that. He didn't do what Kirk Cousins did and play out two franchise tags and put his organization in a box to the point where they blinked and took Alex Smith and he was free. Um, and they didn't do what Deshaun Watson – he hasn't done what Deshaun Watson did, and maybe he will, but Deshaun Watson showed up at training camp uh, uncomfortably with – an organization that didn't want him, reporters hounding him about something he didn't want to talk about, um, and fans checking out a circus. And he knew he wasn't going to play. It turned out he wasn't going to play for, you know, almost a year and a half from that point. But by doing that and having the will to do that, he created leverage and the Browns were desperate and he got that deal. So, you know, all, you put all those things together, and if you're Lamar Jackson, well, you don't have that kind of leverage, or and you haven't exerted that kind of will. Now, could you? Yeah, 
you could say, I'm not playing for $32 million. Go ahead and have fun with Tyler Huntley. And I'm just going to sit and wait. I'm not saying he should, but he could. Do you think the Ravens, frustrated by it, would just say, we're going to move on. We're going to draft another quarterback because we like our roster, our culture, our coach, and our defense. You know, maybe, but I also think we're living in a weird world where, yeah, no one has stepped up and offered Lamar because, partly because a lot of teams think we're just doing the Ravens' work for him. We're going to give him this deal he likes, and they're going to match it, and we're going to alienate the people we have, the quarterbacks we have now, who knew we were trying to replace him. So why would we do that? Um, if 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 Lamar were free, first of all, Different story. Second of all, let's be honest. Desperation isn't confined to the Cleveland Browns, and there aren't that many really good quarterbacks, which is why you and I are talking about 93-year-old Tom Brady. Sorry, Tom. I know you're only 45. Yeah. We're, it's why we're talking about Tom Brady. That's why we're talking about Lists and Aaron Rodgers. There are only so many transcendent ones, and I think Lamar's transcendent. I'll stick up for Lamar as a player. I think he's one of the very, very best. Um, he won 75% of his starts in the AFC. Yeah. The only, you know, I think there is a little PTSD from the Russell Wilson trade, honestly, because for 10 years yes. we saw a guy be transcendent, in my opinion. And then, oh, whoa, he looks nothing like that guy. And by the way, Geno Smith is now a pro bowler in his place. So that was, that threw people. But, at some point, if Lamar Jackson was like, I'm not playing for you, I'm sitting out, at some point, some owner or some GM or some coach or all three are going to be like, man, our quarterback stinks. We're all going to get fired. Or if you're the owner, we're going to lose. But we can go get that guy. Just go get him. Looking to get more out of the NBA season? Well, now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. The promo code is always Colin. FanDuel has tons of betting options. I like the same game parlay. Bet a little, win a lot. FanDuel's app is safe, secure, easy to use, and you get paid your winnings really fast. The no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. Promo code Colin. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states. FanDuel's offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342, Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com, Kansas, one 877 770-STOP, Louisiana. Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit www.ma underscore helpline.org slash problem gambling. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org, Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW YORK or text HOPE-NEW YORK 467-369, New York. 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia.
I want to talk about Sean McVay and the Rams. So I contend that if you ask Kyle Shanahan if he could have a Super Bowl ring and McVay could dominate him, he would take the ring. But it does irk McVay greatly that he looks at Zach Taylor's weapons, Shanahan's weapons, his peers, you know, his age peers, and they're stacked. And he's sitting there thinking, I got an injured Cooper Cup. I don't like my back, Cam Akers, my O-line shit. Stafford's got an elbow issue and won't renegotiate, and he's pissed. So in my world, he has used retirement twice. Last year to get a big contract, this year to get more leverage with personnel. And I was told a month ago by somebody inside the organization that knows Sean well. He basically said, fellas, I'll come back. We're, get, we're moving off defense. I watch what all my contemporaries have, all these young coaches, and I see their weapons. We're spending money on offense. So I predicted they were going to move Jalen Ramsey, get draft capital, free up cash for offense. Um, they move off Floyd. Good player, not great, but, you know, eight sacks a year. Now they have a huge hole at that spot. They move off Bobby Wagner. Uh, past his prime, but certainly high IQ, excellent communicator, really a nice veteran piece on a on a on a playoff team. Excellent piece. So do you believe if I'm wrong on any of this, shout it out. But I believe Sean has just said, guys, uh, we're going to load the offense up now. The, the, I won you a Super Bowl and the defense was 15th in the league. Do you uh, think there's a struggle with him and Les Snead? Um, I don't know. Okay, so first of all, fix the offensive line. That's the most important. That's more important than any of it. Um, that would be, no matter what, do that. Um, yeah, I think Sean's had a lot of power there. It, it just, um, I believe he sincerely thought about walking away the Super Bowl year. And those TV jobs were good jobs. And he's a, he, you know, he's a supernova who burns himself hard like a lot of these guys. And he's been told for a long time, you'd be great at television. It, I, I could understand him seriously considering a reset. Um, I think he regretted coming back pretty quickly when he had no offensive line and no alternative, you know, weapon other than Cooper Cup and Higby and Stafford's arm wasn't right and, you know, et cetera. Um, so I don't know. I think Sean has as much power as he needs in that building without having to do that personally. But maybe, maybe he used it as a talking or as a jumping off point to say, by the way, I want this established that we're going to do this. Um, I'll try to do some reporting on that, but uh, I have a story for you. Um, okay. It goes back to the first thing you said. So I, uh, in 2017, the Rams come out of nowhere and win that division in Sean's first year. And there's this changing of the guard game at the end of the season in Seattle and they kill the Seahawks, just wipe them off the floor and the Seahawks have decided they're going to get rid of a bunch of their, you know, legendary players after the season and re rebuild around Russell and Bobby Wagner. And the Rams have taken over. They clinch the division, and now they have one more game left against the Niners, who, remember, had been 0-9. Jimmy shows up. They go on a run late. 
They beat the Jags on Christmas Eve day. So now they're playing a game in LA and Sean McVay smartly rests Jared Goff and a lot of his frontline players in that game. Well, you know, the 49ers were on a roll. They were loving the Jimmy thing. They were trying to win the league team rushing title. So Mike McDaniel and some of their coaches were very like, hey, I wonder if we could finish first in rushing. Um, And they had their reasons. You know, it was a lost season, but they really wanted to finish strong. So they brought it in that game and they murdered the, the Rams, just blew them off the field. So now it's about exactly five years ago. I'm with Sean and a couple other people at Bungalow in Santa Monica at night, outdoors, lovely establishment. And, uh, you know, we're having some drinks and just talking. And Sean looks at me and says, I'll tell you something right now. I don't care if I'm 15 and 0. I don't care if I've clinched every single thing I can clinch. I am never resting anyone against Kyle again. It will never happen. <laughs> no more. Not going through that again. So that should give you an idea of uh, how they think about it. So, yeah, would Kyle give up all those games to have that Super Bowl? On paper, yeah. But the experience of losing eight out of nine to Sean would probably, you know, just tear him up beyond belief. And I think as much as Sean can rationally tell himself, I won the one that mattered. It was the NFC Championship game and won the Super Bowl. It is it's really hard for him to lose those other eight. No, it's I've been told it eats away at him. It really and listen, now the Niners bring in Hargrave, you know, who's, you know, just another fantastic player because Kinlaw doesn't feel like it's working. So, I mean, they lost, you know, they lost a corner and then they lost Jimmy Ward. And it's like, yeah, they're fine. They're really, really good. Yeah, they I mean, they like the Seahawks early in Russell's tenure. They're paying more guys than you believe a team can pay. And the Rams kind right. of have done that, too. But it's like, whoa, they pay the fullback premium, Yushuk. They pay McCaffrey premium running back money. They pay the left tackle Trent Williams premium money. They pay the tight end George Kittle. And they obviously are going to pay Bosa. They pay Eric Armstead premium money and now Hargrave. Uh, they pay Greenlaw. They got him on what's going to be a good deal for them, but they paid him. They pay Fred Warner premium money. They pay Charvarius Ward a year ago premium money. Hufanga, they still got on the rookie deal. And, you know, their attitude is we're just going to fill out around that and lose the McGlinchies and the Jimmy Wards and the all Shires as it happens and try to, you know, replace those people. But it's all geared toward that rookie quarterback deal. And if you hit a point where that doesn't work anymore, which, again, depends on Purdy's arm healing and or Lance possibly making a jump then you have to make some tougher choices. But for now, yeah, they can get Hargrave. They can pay Bosa. And I know people don't believe this, but if they had to, they could pay Brady for one. Yep. Uh, yeoman effort by Mike Silver at the volume, who's who's battling either influenza or just, <laughs> oh, look at that, UCSB. UCSB dad. I just want to be – I'm a double UCSB dad. One graduate, 
one current attendee. So the Gauchos have a big one Friday against Baylor yes. in the NCAA tournament. So I am uh, I am repping. I'm taking Duke at uh, pretty good odds. Duke lost one game when they were healthy. They won their last nine straight. Um, do you have a favorite in the tournament? You know, I've been really detached from col- college basketball this year, partly because my alma mater uh, went three and twenty-seven, and I'm, that's not a joke, literally, like yeah. it, cataclysmic. So, um, but you know, I, I don't really know it well enough to tell you who I think is yeah. going to win. But I will say, you know, the Gauchos to me are the type of team that could make you know stun somebody in round one. Uh, two years ago, they had a real chance to beat Creighton. Uh, yep. It came down to a five foot shot by their star big man that went in and out. I mean, you, you don't get any better down one with at the buzzer, basically. Uh, this time they have a sophomore guard from Belgium named AJ Mitchell, who is really, really special. And to me, it's going to be hard, but he's the kind of guy who in that setting could maybe elevate uh, and shock the world once. Mike, it's great seeing you again, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate you. The volume. Make sure to check out the Draymond Green show. I brought Draymond Green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports, unique perspective, understands behind the rope, also chops up with guests like Gary Payton, Zach Levine, Tracy McGrady. Make sure, download the Draymond Green Show wherever you get your podcasts, only on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.